Hi, from Experiment Nation, my name is Romo Santiago, and welcome to Experiment Nation, the conference Reloaded, a series where we share some of the best sessions from our most recent conference. Hi everyone, my name is Eden, and I'm here today on behalf of Experiment Nation talking about how to hack experimentation with anthropology, or in other words, how to find out what really moves people to convert for more impactful experiments. So as you know, I just introduced myself. I'm Eden. I studied anthropology and sociology for five years at university. Uh, overlapping that, I spent five years working in direct sales. And then after that, I'm coming up to six years now in conversion copywriting, uh, acquisition, and growth mentorship. Um, at the end of the day, all of that really means it's just fancy talk for <laughs> saying I'm obsessed with communication, you know, with good communication and with driving good customer experiences. So to kick this off, I want you just to do a really, really quick deep thinking exercise. What is experimentation really, really, really all about? The core of experimentation, as we know, this is a really broad definition here. The core of experimentation is really about helping companies find better ways of communicating messages with potential users and customers to encourage them to take specific actions. And as a result, this better communication helps drive a company's growth and revenue. Now, before we move on, a message isn't something that's just written down. A message can be explicit or implied. It can be visual in the forms of shapes, colors and images that we use. It can be written, words, fonts, the, you know, the language, slang and things like that. It can be oral as well. So music and background noise, things that people experience. These messages are things that are everything that is communicated is a message. Now here's where it starts to get fun. Anthropology, the core of anthropology is, the, well, the goal of anthropology is to understand what they call the native's point of view is in understand completely how someone else views the world and interprets the world around them according to their unique, their unique life. It was in what influences them, what makes, what makes them think in a certain way, not just what triggers they respond to, not what, just what, um, what behaviors they exhibit it's but how those behaviors are shaped how their thinking is shaped how their worldview is shaped by the things around them and in order to grasp that anthropologists traditionally have immersed themselves as fully as possible in their subjects world so in traditional anthropology and ethnic what they call ethnographic field work anthropologists would learn the native language of the culture or the community that or group that they were looking to study they would eat the same food, they would dress often in the same clothes, they would actually just go physically and put themselves in the same location, live exactly the same way to try and absorb as much as possible, you know, to with the intent to learn as much about the other in the purest way possible. So anthropology, again, at the core is about the study of what makes us human. So it's how our language finances, the food we eat, the music we listen to, the cultural influences, well, family and relationships, structures in society, um, justice system, things like that, and hobbies, just how all of those structures, how all of those elements impact on the way we think. Now, the anthropologist toolkit, again, which we described briefly just before, how anthropologists conduct this research, how they get 
to this level of understanding is not just is by physically immersing themselves in the in the other in the other's environment as much as possible, but they also document behavior and interactions through written, visual, and oral means. So through uh, surveys as well and interviews, which sounds quite familiar because that's pretty much what we look to do in experimentation. We look to conduct surveys, we look to conduct interviews, but most of the observations that we're conducting are happening in controlled surroundings. They're happening on the website, they're happening on the landing page, they're happening in the email, they're happening in, you know, in this controlled environment that's within from the company's perspective, the company's or the experimenter's perspective. Whereas in anthropology, we're conducting surveys, conducting interviews, and you're conducting observations, but in the subjects or the target audience's natural surroundings. I mean, this is really meta thinking of it. It's so instead of showing a subject, showing a subject a certain color or a certain image or a certain piece of copy and then judging their reaction based on that, it's actually taking things a step back and actually trying to fit and observing what they respond to first before starting to, to go and experiment with it. And so this is exactly why I'm advocating for adopting an anthropological approach to experimentation. So by observing subjects in their natural surroundings or environment instead of an artificial or controlled one, it opens us up to worlds of possibilities and opportunities to improve the messages we share by the images, colors, language, and copy that we use, not just on a web page, but in any anything that we that we want to run an experiment on. So this is not just for the actual experiments itself. This is to help you create stronger ideas, to help you create stronger experiments and to actually see really interesting results with what we test. So how to actually do it practically? Well, so we're already good at running surveys. We're already good at running customer interviews. The missing piece here then between anthropology and experimentation is try to hang out as much as possible where your subjects are. So whether that's online or off, you know, on, offline it's a bit difficult to do these days, but if they, if you know that the people you're trying to target frequent a certain place or a certain restaurant or a certain location, to try and go there at least online. If you know that they're on Reddit, if you know they're in Facebook groups, or if you know that they um, that they congregate on LinkedIn, so try to go and just hang out, be present where your target audience is as much as possible, and try to absorb as much of their worldview as possible. Yes, you can come with a hypothesis, you can come with a general idea of what you're looking to learn, but try to come with as clear and as empty a mind as possible. So I'll just give you a few examples of how this, uh, how this can be applied kind of in a practical sense or what kind of results uh, it leads to, what kind of experiments you can create and what kind of results this leads to. So for example, this was a personal one experiment that we, um, that we ran. So People suffering from hearing issues weren't always concerned with how much uh, a new hearing aid would cost them. They were actually, this was discovered um, by a research, they were concerned with how wearing a hearing aid made them look and feel to other people. So how could you potentially use that in the images on a web page or on a product page to show empathy for the people who were browsing that and who are looking currently for a, a new hearing aid? Another example, 
American English, British English and Australian English are very different, not just in terms of spelling, but in their slang. So how could you use Australian slang to optimize copy on a web page to make the language feel much more natural to an Australian audience? Another example, and this one very poignant, Tiffany's at the moment, the jewelry company is currently undergoing a rebrand and is experimenting with a canary yellow color in some of its stores, a stark contrast to its normal robin's egg blue. Now, this might work very well for some Western audiences, but for some Asian audiences, they might view the color yellow very differently. So should this brand change also be rolled out to physical online stores in those locations? So just, I know this was a lot of food for thought. I know this was kind of just some deep thinking, but I really think that adopting an anthropological approach by looking to observe, you know, that's the missing piece of the puzzle, by taking an anthropological approach and looking to as well observe and learn as much about the target audience and the customers as much as possible can really, really make for much richer ideas, much richer research, much richer hypotheses, and of course, much richer and more impactful experiments. So that's all I have for today. So thank you for watching and hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Hi, this is Romeo, founder of Experiment Nation. If you liked this episode, then consider signing up to our bi-weekly newsletter where we share great interviews, editorials, memes, and other great content. You could subscribe at experimentnation.com forward slash newsletter.